Hello, hello, and welcome back to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual Podcast. And if this is your first time, I'm so happy you're here for this episode. Now, I want this episode to be so helpful for you. This isn't just a high level how to get more time in your day. Well, you should delegate things. Well, what should I delegate? How should I think about that? What are some examples? I want to give you those concrete ideas so you can take them and implement them in your life. I work really well with examples because I think our options are only limited by our creativity and sometimes our willingness to do what we know we should be doing. But really, it's just trying new things and getting into a new rhythm or pattern. So talking about getting more time back in your day, let's get straight into this episode. The first category I like to think about is technology slash automation. Where can you add technology that will make our life easier? I've said this before, but I am immensely grateful, even on the days that I really hate it, for the internet and all the other tools that have really provided a good and a bad, but I think mostly good in our lives. For example, Google, being able to look things up the way that they, that we do. I told my kids the other day that when I was younger, we used to have to call a phone number. I mean, don't even get them started on a landline, but we had to call a phone number to get the time because we were going to set our clocks. We didn't know what time it was unless we called that phone number. I think they'll probably never understand that, but Here are some examples that I thought of when I was thinking about technology that I have seen and or implemented that saves time in our days. There was a popular amount of social media content this summer about how to use technology when your kids are home. And I don't think it has to be limited to summer vacation. There was a lot of people who use something like a Google Nest and they have those touch screens for checklists for the kids. And so it was a very simple, and they even had pictures. So for your kids that can't read, it was like brush teeth, get dressed, make bed, whatever you need them to do in the morning. And the kids could make it a game. They would press one thing and it would mark it off the list and then go to the next thing. And it was very satisfying and also uh, prevented us as a parent from going around and saying, okay, now do this, now do that. Not only is that a technology automation hack, but also just a sanity saver, I think. (laughs) Now, I also like to think about how I can add in things that fill me up and fill up my soul in addition to other things that sort of I have to do, like maybe it would bring joy to that. So my example for that is audiobooks. I love to read and there is something very satisfying about a physical book, but in reality, sometimes that's just not a possibility or I just feel like I either don't have time or at the end of the day, I'm so tired, I don't want to do it. So I use audiobooks when I get ready in the morning so I can listen to a nice story or something educational when I'm taking the kids to school, usually when I'm home and like driving home in the car alone, that's when I would listen to my own audiobook, just depending on the story. Sometimes they're spicier than others, but also things like audiobooks for me make chores that I do more enjoyable. So if I know I have to make dinner or do the dishes, if I turn on audiobook, it's a really lovely thing. And also I like to sometimes stack things that I need to do. Can Is there an argument around multitasking and how helpful or not it is? Sure. I, somebody explained it to me really well 
where it's like when you're driving and you turn the volume of the car radio down because you need to think about where you're going because you don't know. In a similar way, if I am very, very engaged in a project, I want like total silence. I don't want to be walking on my desk treadmill. I just want to be focused fully on this thing. But if I'm doing something like taking in content, especially you put me in front of a bunch of videos in an online course and uh, my mind has wandered 50 ways to Sunday. But if I can add something in, for example, when I did my uh, original OBM certification, I would do workouts and watch the videos from home, obviously. And then I'd pause and take notes, but it there was something about that movement that really helped me concentrate on the material and be able to focus fully on it without having my mind wandering. So some things that I have done is talking about my treadmill, I really want to get in a certain number of step counts a day. And so sometimes that has looked like me walking on the treadmill, listening to an audiobook, and watching an online course I was taking and sometimes even knitting. Like obviously I'm not walking fast, (laughs) but I've also added in self-care because I think for some of us, there are things I would like to do like a face mask once a week that really helps my skin, but also it doesn't feel like luxurious or indulgent to me. It just feels like one more thing on the to-do list. So I literally, (laughs) my husband came home the other day. I was in a robe I was on the treadmill, I had my mask on, and I was doing like some very simple busy work on the computer. So I stacked all of those things together because if I did them all separately, I could just walk on the treadmill, listen to music. Sure. I could like sit around and do the mask and, you know, think about all the other things I want to be doing. I could be reading a book or I could put them all together and it made me laugh. And also I think it saved me some time and I just enjoyed all of those tasks more by putting them together like that. So bringing it to business, is your business technology working for you? Most of us are going to have technologies in our business like Dubsado, like ClickUp, like Acuity, but maybe all the automations are not set up on there. And I firmly believe that the amount of time you take to set up these automations you're going to buy that time back and then some very quickly. So one thing I did with ClickUp is that I connected it to my Dubsado. So when somebody fills out the contact form on my website, the form is a Dubsado form. And what would happen before is I believe it would send me an email to my inbox and then that would have to get filtered and then my inbox is all clogged up. So what happens now is I set up an automation. This one, I think I had to use Zapier, but when somebody fills out that form, it sends it to ClickUp, creates a task for me, sets a deadline, and I can respond right from there. I can delegate it. It just has made my life so much better. And those little bits of time that I've been able to get back from automating that just plus the mental happiness was totally worth it. So think about not even adding a new technology, but what are you, what do you already have that you could use and utilize in a better or deeper way? Also under the category of technology is the dreaded social media. I say dreaded because I think a lot of us have a love hate relationship with social media and that we can kind of get our dopamine hit. It can be an escape, but it can also feel like 
we're escaping too much or it's taking too much time from our lives. So one thing I did, I have an iPhone and I created a time limit for certain types of apps. And so I think I have mine set for 30 minutes. And once that 30 minutes is up, like a screen comes up and it said, that's your time for today. So it's like a physical reminder to me that my intention was not to spend hours doing whatever I was doing. Another thing that I tried when my kids were a little bit younger, that was a lot of fun is we created a box monster. This was not my idea, but we got like an old shoe box, you know, put a monster's face on it. And we would feed the monster, the phone, uh, my husband and I's phones at a certain time of night. So let's say, you know, I want to be done with all screens by 7 p.m. Then kids are really good <laughs> at reminding you and nagging you of the things you wanted to do and helping to hold you accountable. So my phone would go in there. I think it's also really good modeling for what I want my kids to hopefully do with technology as they navigate their own way and set their own boundaries with social media. And some things we just know we need to do. Like if you're laying in bed and staying up scrolling or doom scrolling way past when you know you need to be asleep, get an alarm clock. And you know, even if it's for safety, you don't have to put your phone outside of the room, but put it where you can't reach it in bed. I have one of those sunrise alarm clocks. It's really dark in the winter here and cold, and the sun doesn't come up until many, many hours after we're awake. And so the sunrise alarm clock slowly, slowly imitates like a sun coming up over a mountain until it gets to its peak brightness. And I swear it's like a gentler way to wake up. It's very enjoyable. So this one's going to take more of your brain power and also maybe your willpower initially, but it's so worth it. Okay. Number two, you know, if you've listened before, I was going to say this (laughs) and I'm sorry, but it's so true, but I would love it if you would do a time study. And if you've done one before, this is not a one and done thing. This is something I do quarterly because my business and life changes usually seasonally. So please think about writing down for two or three days everything you're doing because I want to talk about elimination and I do want to talk a little bit about delegation, but like realistic delegation. So first let's talk about elimination. There are things that we just don't need to do, period. And you won't be able to know this really and sit back and take a 40,000 foot view if you don't have a way to keep track of these things that you're doing. And because I like examples, here's some examples that I brainstormed when thinking about this episode. Meal planning. And, you know, maybe this isn't you, maybe somebody else in your house cooks, but it's a thought exercise that really matters. But what about if even for this season, even for the next three months, you said, I'm not going to look on half bake Harvest amazing Instagram because I'm going to be spending less time on social media and I want to make everything that she suggests. And then I have to go get ingredients and then all the things. It's something I've never made. So it's not super easy. If you just picked your family's like 10 favorite things and put them on repeat, it is what it is for this season. If you're doing spaghetti one night, fried rice one night, spring rolls one night, whatever is easy. You can do an autopilot ideally without a recipe or with like a very light glance at a recipe. 
it is just going to buy you back not only time because your grocery lists are going to be really similar, your recipes aren't going to change, you don't have to do a lot of research, but mental energy because you're not spending time and energy thinking, what am I going to make every day? Like you just have your index cards or your printouts or your phone app saved with your top recipes and you just like open it up, be like, okay, I know we have the ingredients for any of these, you know, grilled cheese and tomato soup, like whatever it is, just make your life really simple for a time, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed. Now talking about social media platforms, I often say I vacillate between wanting to be a hobbit in the woods in like a little moss house who never sees the internet or social media again in my life and really enjoying it, getting a lot of value in connection, entertainment, education. Like ultimately I think that's the side that wins out, but there are days, right? But when we're talking about elimination, there are platforms for me that don't have the same type of payoff. So where I like LinkedIn, I've also never found a client on there, probably because I don't use it for that. But also, I just find it easier to find and connect with my ideal clients on different platforms. So if I was going to cut a business platform, I would cut LinkedIn first. I want you to think about in your business what's really bringing you a return on your time investment and giving yourself permission to cut out what isn't working for you. And if you're unsure, I always say, whether it's to my clients or friends or people in business, give yourself a time period because our brains really can panic when we say we're going to do X. But if we say, I'm going to try this for 30 days, what's the worst that can happen in 30 days? Whether it's, you know, consuming less social media or cutting out a certain platform, any of these things I'm suggesting, meal planning, you you know, you think, well, the family's going to revolt and they're going to hate it and yada, yada. But what if you just tried it for 30 days and just see what happens? Now, when you talk about elimination, get really good at your no's and or your no game. And what I mean by that is if you are, if you know that saying no isn't your strength, then have a way to buffer that. Say, you know, whether it's a post-it note that says, I have to check with so-and-so first, or I would love to, but I can't. Like whatever it is, what phrase you want to say, have it handy, practice it, and use it. But, you know, we could really want to volunteer for the PTA or to host a book club or something like that. But in this season, and it doesn't mean it's forever, it just might not be the right thing. So be really honest with yourself and give yourself permission to say no where you can. And that's the same thing with obligations. If you've already said yes to something, I think, especially if it's with your friends or with people that are close to you, Even if it's clients say, you know, I committed to this and in retrospect, like it's just not possible in this season, you'll feel so much better and so much relief once you've had that conversation. And when we talk about in business, there's always tasks you can eliminate. I also think about eliminating decisions we've made that have made things overcomplicated. I use this example from, I think it was my mid-year check-in where I talked about the time, money, and shame I felt around transitioning what I was creating as a digital shop to an SLO or tiny offers, basically. 
I fussed with that digital shop for months. And I once I decided to switch those offers to SLOs, not only did it make so much more sense, but I was able to get those done completely and launched within a week. Live and learn. But if you're making something harder on yourself than it needs to be, then step back and say, you know, I could always have a digital shop later. Or if you're talking about building a website and it's really easy and you can do it on Wix or on Squarespace, but your ultimate goal is to have a WordPress website, you can always switch later. Just start where you are and stop making things so complicated. Now, lastly, lastly a word for our last trick we're going to talk about delegation i am not going to suggest that you just start hiring people i think considering the times that we're in right now and sort of the craziness going on in the world that might not be everyone's reality i would encourage you though if you have the resources to hire someone and you're just not because of some old beliefs or outdated beliefs that we have or shame or guilt, that is something worth examining. I vividly remember seeing, and this might be on like a Marie TV episode, Marie Forleo is a businesswoman that's been around a long time that by all accounts has a very high revenue generating business. And she has the book, Everything is Figureoutable. She was talking about how she cried, and I think she even cried in the video, about the guilt she had for outsourcing things around her house because she said she had had this belief that real women could handle all the things that would like go to work, come home, make dinner, scrub the toilet. Um, Sometimes saying them even out loud is like, why would I think that? But it is, it can be a, a belief that we hold and that we really stick to unless we bring it to the light and talk it out. It really can be a growth edge for people to accept support. I know it's something that will be in progress for me, but certainly they talk about how that extreme independence isn't maybe the most healthy of coping mechanisms. And it probably comes from some sort of trauma. Like I'll take care of everything by myself. I'll carry the weight of the world. So my caveat on delegation is don't dismiss it if you can do more traditional delegation and hiring either in your business or around your house if you feel like the reason why you're saying no is a mindset thing. I think this is an area where it has some of the most ability for you to be creative and get out of the rut you've been in. So my kids are 12 and 9 and I often... I would say at least seasonally look at, you know, on Pinterest or somewhere online, what are age appropriate chores that the kids can do in our household? I like doing the laundry, but I don't like putting it away. So it was one of the first things I taught the kids how to do is to put away their own laundry. And that's evolved into now doing their own laundry. And that saves a lot of time and energy for me. And like I said, it's not a chore that I absolutely don't like but it's just was an easy one for them to take responsibility for and contribute to the household. Understand the impact of changing your pants five times a day (laughs) had on someone else's workload. Ultimately, now that's their workload. Uh, Just all the things. It was a positive benefit for our family. So I think 
evaluating who's in your household, if anyone, and what extra things they could be doing to contribute. This sometimes isn't, as you guys will know, an immediate return because certainly for a period of time, I had to stand there and say, okay, this goes on this hanger and this goes in this drawer and here's how we hang this stuff up. There was a learning curve, but it still was worth it for me to invest that time in doing it. And I think even if we don't have the budget for investing in larger scale things like a house manager or someone to do our grocery shopping, delegating smaller things like having a meal planning service, do one or two meals a week. There's some local places here in town that you can pre-order meals. There's like healthy meal planning things. It could be lunches, but I don't want to get in the habit of seeing things are all or nothing, right? If I can't order a week's worth of meals, it's not worth doing. Really, if you save yourself time anywhere, that time is going to add up. So be open to the places where you can delegate. Don't write it off just because you feel like at this point you don't have the budget and just be open to trying something new in this area. Now, just for fun, I did a little math. I pre-did the math because listen, nobody wants me (laughs) trying to calculate all these little bits and pieces out. But I said, what if I listen to this episode and I said, I'm going to do certain things from this episode. So I gave myself the example of teaching my kids and having them put away and wash their own laundry. I estimated that would take me two hours a week. It could be a little bit less, but that felt right in the moment. If I buy two pre-made meals a week, and I estimated this for dinner because for me, I feel like dinner takes sometimes a little bit more. So I gave that one hour, 30 minutes a meal. And then, like I said earlier, cut out LinkedIn. That's 15 minutes a week. I am not going to be approving requests. I'm not going to be on there interacting, commenting, posting. And then I said, I'm going to cut my social media time by 30 minutes a day. Listen, for real, some of us are scrolling and consuming a lot more content. So 30 minutes would just be a small reduction in what we're consuming. I think that's realistic for most people. And it's not like going cold turkey or cutting things out or saying I can only consume 15 minutes a day. I think that's too stressful. But I just said, I'm going to cut my social media time by 30 minutes a day. And then I added on their ClickUp automations because I think they're easy to look up, to set up, and to integrate into your business. And I estimated the time saved from that to be about 15 minutes a week. So... (laughs) If I did the math right, that was all those things, which really don't feel like that much. It doesn't feel like a huge stretch in money. It doesn't feel like a huge stretch in pushing myself to my limits. It felt very doable. That's seven hours a week, which translates into 28 hours a month or 336 hours a year, which if I divided into that 40, which was like an average work week that people in the US can identify with, that was 8.4 40 hour work weeks a year. That's insanity. That's how much these little things add up. And that's why I wanted to give you the example because it's not that you have to make drastic shifts all the time. It's these little tweaks in being slightly more intentional, maybe once a quarter, in really thinking through what we're doing and what we shouldn't be doing that can make the difference in our lives. So you guys know, I hope this has been so helpful and motivating to you. 
talking about buying back time, I feel like my product suite is really all about that because it's one of my core values. So whether you're thinking about hiring a team member, I have hire, hire pants on fire. If you're thinking about organizing and creating a foundation for your business so you can eventually delegate or you can delegate more efficiently to your team. I have the no sweat SOPs, which is just SOP starter kit templates. And then I have my little strong, but mighty tough conversations templates for (laughs) eliminating those clients or things that have been weighing on your mind and you don't want to spend hours or days drafting the perfect response. I already have them drafted for you. You can edit them, send them off in an afternoon. So if you're interested in any of those, you can find them in the links in my show notes. If you're on my Instagram, you can click the link there. You can always DM me. And if you just DM me one word like hire or (laughs) SOP or you know, tough. I know what that means. And I will send you the links to those things. So thank you so much for tuning in and being on this journey with me. I'll talk to you guys again soon. 